Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. As we get to the word of God, talk about it, allow it to transform our lives, and I know it's going to transform yours in an area that I bet you really want to experience, and that's the area of joy. And I want to ask you today, how are you doing in your joy? Do you have a general disposition of hope, expectation, uh, positive, and and a, a happiness in your life? Or are you kind of always walking around with a heavy weight, kind of down, kind of discouraged, a spirit of heaviness upon you? We want to talk about that this week, maybe the next few days, and talk about what the Word of God says about this. I want to start with what Jesus says. And he says this, in John 15, 11, right towards the end of his life, he says this, these things I've spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. Do you think of Jesus as being someone filled with joy? Now, I do know scripture, you know, the prophecy in Isaiah talks about him being a man of sorrows. And there is a place in the Christian life to have sorrow over sin. We live in a fallen world, no doubt about it. We live in a world where there's a lot of stuff that can really be upsetting, bothersome. We see evil. And you and I, we we love righteousness and we hate evil. And we see evil that's perpetrated on on by powerful people. We see people hurting other people people oppressing people. We see sin that seems to be sometimes winning. And this can be difficult, no doubt about it. This can get us down, can be discouraging. But in the midst of this, Jesus, who saw all the same things we see and had a greater love of righteousness and a greater hatred of evil, in the midst of that, he had joy. He had a spirit of victory. He had a spirit that he was going to overcome and that and a positive expectation looking into the future. That's part of what joy is. And he says that he wants his joy to be in us and that our joy would be full. Who wouldn't want that? I suppose I would think we all would. To have a joy and a, this positive spirit. And indeed, when Jesus left, he went to the Father. And then he sent the Holy Spirit, and the, the Spirit living in us, what will he produce? There's fruit the Spirit will produce, and the fruit of the Spirit, are you ready? Look at the very second one, love, joy. There's nine of them all together, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But the first thing God's wanting to produce in your life is love. And the second thing listed, the fruit of the Spirit, the result of walking with God and allowing the Spirit to control you is joy. My friends, if you're under the control of the Holy Spirit, you're going to have joy in your life, a positive, upbeat expectation of what's coming. It's not dependent upon our circumstances. Now, circumstances do play a role in how we feel each day. There's no doubt about that. You and I, we still have emotions. When we become Christians, we don't become so like a machine that we 
don't experience emotions, elation when things go well and sadness when things don't. We still live in the world, but in the midst of these things, we have an overriding joy. Well, the joy underrides our life, shall we say, and it overcomes those feelings of sadness. Now, we do have an enemy, and the enemy understands the power of joy in our life. He wants God's people to not have it. The enemy wants to steal away your joy, and he wants to bring discouragement, depression, despair. Have you ever had these? They're really common things in our world today. The, as a matter of fact, the, the coming, they, they tell us whether the effect of the social media, spending so much time isolated and just on a screen, and a lot of people would just be just plain old rude and mean on bullying, shall we say, on the social media. And then add to that the, the isolation that came from when we were locked down, still affecting a lot of people, especially a lot of younger people. And the enemy wants to steal away our joy. And he wants to, maybe with the world, he wants to give us a fake joy, to think that our joy can come from, you know, drugs or alcohol or, or a, a temporary victory that, that may, you know, temporary victories are nice, but he wants to steal away the real basis of our joy. He wants to bring us discouragement. What's discouragement? Just discouragement technically li- literally means when you lose your courage, when, when the challenges of life that take courage just kind of weigh on you so much that you lose, you lose your enthusiasm, you lose your interest in going forward, you lose your courage, you lose your strength. The enemy wants to discourage you. He wants to bring depression. What's that? I, you know, psychiatrists today say it's a medical condition and they'd want to treat it with a pill. I think of depression as kind of like, you know, like years ago, I, I heard like you, you put your hand on a pillow and it's, or on a cushion or something, and it's lost its ability to spring back. It's just like you're down. You've lost energy. You, 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 you don't have much desire to keep going on. You're depressed. You're, there's a sadness that is lasting. It's hanging in there, and it's, it's just sapped you of your energy. And then, of course, there's despair. What's despair? Despair is when you just lost all hope. You've given up. You, why even try anymore? And when we despair, this is when people, you know, they, they walk out of a marriage or they, they just give up on, on life. Sometimes they take their lives. They just want to die. These are the attacks of the enemy. There's none of us who are immune to them. These can get any one of us. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean this won't come upon you. Indeed, I know in my own life, I've had to deal with all of these things. I've had to deal with discouragement. We all have. I've had to deal with depression, a longer lasting, just feeling like, you know, what's going on? You know, and I'm just, why, why don't I have energy? Or why, why aren't I wanting to, uh, to, to really do something? Why have I just lost motivation and so forth? And even then, despair, and that is like, why even keep trying? We're not going to win anyway. Why even keep trying? If you've had those feelings, understand, first of all, identify, that's coming from the enemy of your soul. Maybe real. We don't just discount them. 
We have to face them. We have to overcome those things because that's how the enemy wants you to feel. God, on the other hand, as we saw, Jesus wants his joy to be in you. He wants his joy to be full. He wants to fill you with his spirit of joy. And he even tells you this, to rejoice in the Lord always. Paul wrote this, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. Now, it's really interesting. Paul wrote this in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 4. In this book, this is a book about joy. Over and again, he talks about how to be joyful, the the way joy comes to us. In chapter 3, verse 1, he says, finally, brethren, rejoice in the Lord. And then he writes two more chapters. He's only halfway through the book. And you say, what? And then he comes again, chapter four. Okay, I'm, I'm really coming to an end here. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say, rejoice. When did he write this book? Do you know he wrote it from prison? That's right. Paul wrote this book while he was in prison. Now, prison, it's never a nice thing to go to prison. But back in those days, it wasn't even as nice as it is today. Bad people are in prison. People who are mean are in prison. People who want to hurt you are in prison. Prison's a, I mean, that's a dangerous place to be. And you don't have any freedoms there. And you, and you, I mean, you don't have good food in prison. You probably don't have a soft bed in prison. He was writing in prison. I don't know if your circumstances could be worse than his were. Maybe so but his were pretty bad. And in the midst of that, he wrote a book about joy. And he said, even in in his circumstances turned out for the greater progress of what he really was about in life, the advancement of the gospel, even in the midst of a bleak, dark situation, Paul found a way and a reason to rejoice. And so my friends, I believe God wants this of us. Not only does he want it of us, and not only does he offer it to us, and not only is it the work of the Spirit, but notice what he says in Nehemiah 8, when Nehemiah was speaking to the people, they were rebuilding the wall. The enemies of Israel had destroyed the wall. The wall protects the city, and the city had been destroyed too. And Nehemiah had grieved, and they were gonna, and they were rebuilding the wall. They, they were in a, a disaster, a catastrophe. The enemies could just come in and out through because the walls were torn down. Oh, my goodness. In our day, the walls are torn down. It seems like the enemy has access to, to our, our children, access to our churches, access to the people of God, access to our country. I mean, it just seems like the walls are broken down. The protection's no longer there. And so many people are casualties of, of evil casualties of the enemy, the demonic enemy who who tries to destroy us and rob us of everything that's good. The walls are broken down. And Nehemiah was leading a project to rebuild the walls. And there are enemies who are trying to stop it. There are enemies opposing him. And Nehemiah, at one point, they were they he said to them, they were reading the word and they realized how far away they'd fallen and it was discouraging. And he says to them, do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Brothers and sisters, I believe that no matter what circumstances we're in, God wants his people to have strength, spiritual strength, inner strength, godly strength. 
He wants us to endure and to persevere and to overcome. And and so critical in this is that we have a joy. Now, that doesn't mean we're walking around just telling jokes all the time, you know, like someone died, we're at their funeral, hey, let me tell you a joke, and I want everybody to laugh. That's not what joy is. Joy comes from within. It is a confident expectation that your future is going to be good. It's a confident expectation and hope. It is based on a, a positive spirit that that emanates from you because the joy of the Lord is fill is filling you. The, the joy of Jesus has made your joy full. Our God's a joyful God. Jesus is, was joyful. The Spirit of God will make you joyful. God wants you to be joyful. He commands you to be joyful. It's your strength. We're going to be looking at this subject all week. I myself, as I said earlier, I've, I've, most people think of me as a pretty joyful guy, but I have had real struggles with this in my past. I'll be sharing some of those this week, and I'll be sharing some of the things God's helped me see and understand some of the tools, some of the ways of thinking, some, some exercises that I've been able to do, spiritual exercises, and habits to develop and attitudes to develop that have really caused me to be filled with the joy of the Lord. And I'm looking forward to sharing these with you. I think there'll be an encouragement to you. And my goal, my hope this week, every one of us, by next Friday, we're all going to be more joyful than we are today. Now, that means the enemy's going to attack you. He's not going to want you to be part of this series. He's not going to want you to listen in. He's going to want to distract you as well. So I'm going to ask you to make a commitment to be here each day this week. You can come live or you can watch later in the day. Or you can even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. But I want to encourage you to be here. And and we'll see some things that I think is going to make a difference. Let's pray right now if we can. Father in heaven, thank you. You're a joyful God. We think in Zephaniah, it says, you rejoice over us with shouts of joy. Thank you. You consider us to be part of your victory. I thank you, Father, that your desire for us is to have joy. This is what the Spirit will produce within us. Jesus, this is what you promised us. You spoke to us that your joy would be in us, our joy would be filled, full. I pray, Lord, fill us with your joy. And I pray that this week, as we learn practical things to help us experience the joy of the Lord and stand in it and in your strength, that we would be ready and prepared and that we'd be more joyful a week from now than we are today. We ask for this. We give you this day to walk in your ways and to be your disciples. And we pray this and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being with me today. Again, like I said, make a commitment. Be here the next five days. I look forward to that. If you're new, welcome. I hope you subscribe to the channel. And I hope you tell your friends. And all of us, let's make it a great day as we walk with the Lord and in his victory. Remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We want it filled to fill our lives. God bless you. I love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.